make sure that uh, that program doesn't contain controversial subjects and uh, you're not impolite to people. Oh, definitely not, Dad. You know me. I'm never, <laughs> ever controversial or yeah, impolite. Yeah, yeah, okay. Welcome to Conversations with your lovable, never pisses anyone off, never been banned from Facebook or YouTube, never been sabotaged or censored for politely expressing a difference of opinion, ex-Muslim host Ina, keeping it non-controversial. Hello and welcome to episode 35. I've got Vadim Newquist here with me, atheist YouTuber from the Creationist Cat channel. And for the listeners who don't know, can you explain what that is, Vadim? Okay. Well, uh, first of all, uh, thanks a lot for having me on the podcast. Um, but for, yeah, for, for those of you who uh, have yet to uh, experience Creationist Cat. Well, uh, Creationist Cat, this is probably going to be a, there's going to be some people who are going to say to themselves, like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Well, Creationist Cat is a an actual cat that was zapped by God <laughs> through the internet. Um, he is a walking, talking cat who, um, he he's a young earth creationist, and he's a Bible literalist. And, you know, there's sort of this, uh, I'd say, crazy conspiracy theory that I am actually the creator of Creationist Cat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. It's 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 pretty out there stuff. I mean, this is like Alex Jones style mm-hmm. conspiracy theory here. Um, and, you know, so, some people think that that's the case and that I actually voice Creationist Cat. And uh, no, uh, in, in actuality, I am uh, his his worthless human slave. So, uh, yeah, it's a YouTube channel with, uh, I think, somewhere around 60,000 subscribers at this point. I've been around for several years, um, about like four or five at this point, I guess. And um, and, you know, I guess the, the two more things that I'll say to just, you know, describe CC is that if you guys go to check out Creationist Cat, you know, you, you, you're probably going to see like he's sort of foul mouthed. He's, he's sort of like really out there. And, and you might think like, well, uh, this doesn't really fit with his whole uh, kind of creationist beliefs. Well, see, this is the thing. The, uh, the Bible, that's the laws of man. So uh, CC can kind of act as he sees fit. He's very kind of do as I say, not 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 as I do. Um, and uh, so, like and, other creationist religious types, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's a huge fan of like Pat Robertson and you know Fred Phelps. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like Fred Phelps? Oh yeah, I mean Freddie P, man, he's he's <laughs> he's, he's a legend. Um, but uh, just to uh, just finish things off, I happen to be an atheist. Um, I just I basically like help him out with his, um, you know, going to like a little bit of his editing. Um, I maintain his litter box and just basically make sure that his his uh, food bowl is stocked with fancy feast. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, um, that's the CC channel there. 
Nice. Um, so you mentioned you're an atheist and a YouTuber. And what's up with atheist YouTubers these days? I hear not good things. Yeah, you know, it's um, kind of just uh, the, the the whole scene has, has really gone down the toilet in, in many ways. Um, when CC first started making videos... It was a totally different terrain. I mean, we're, this is probably around 2012. And uh, to tell you the truth, at the time, even though that there were some characters that I, I wasn't too crazy about, for the most part, I really enjoyed being part of the community. And I still do, because there are, are, are aspects of it that that still make it rewarding. I, um, I didn't really have many problems with the, uh, the the major YouTubers at that point. I mean, there were some that kind of maybe like were a little grating, but, um, uh, you know, for, for the most part, you had a lot of people like Richard Coughlin, um, The Amazing Atheist, Thunderfoot. I mean, this is this is before kind of feminism sort of became a big topic and became kind of like a wedge issue mm-hmm. in in atheism. And I, I just in general, I thought that there was a lot of really interesting topics that were being discussed. The Four Horsemen kind of came into the public eye and just there, there, there were a lot of things going on. People were kind of discovering atheism in a way that that uh, they hadn't before. And, um, and I really liked seeing kind of, uh, a lot of the arguments that were being brought forth. Uh, a lot of people were challenging, um, religious bullshit in a way mm-hmm. that hadn't really been kind of done in, in, on, you know, and on like a big scale. And, uh, and then somewhere, I don't know, um, probably around 2014, 20, maybe late 2013, things just kind of started going on. What, what, I, 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 when did you, 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 were, were you watching YouTube at all at this time? So I haven't really been like paying attention to the YouTube atheist scene, but I've seen just generally the scene devolve as well. Right. I, I, I guess, um, you know, yes, I, I think it's devolved on YouTube and 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 everywhere else. But I, I feel as though on YouTube, the like, just the extremity of of how bad it's gotten. You can you can really kind of more palpable there. Oh yeah, for it's, sure. It seems yeah. toxic. Yeah. And I think feminism is kind of the starting point for when that happened. And now we've got, like, you know, people supporting Trump and uh, religious weirdos like Jordan Peterson. And Well, yeah, you know, there were, have been a few like major shifts where, uh, you, you know, there, there was uh, a few points where things kind of started heading in that direction. Definitely Gamergate. Mm-hmm. was 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 one big uh, way that that really kind of uh, started thrusting people like Milo Yiannopoulos and and Sargon of Akkad further into the limelight. Um, I remember the first time that I heard uh, Sargon of Akkad, he was uh, reacting to the Elliot Rogers shooting. And, oh yeah, the fucking feminist system. Yeah, exactly, and. 
I remember thinking like this guy is a nutbag and I just Can you explain that a bit? Like what was he saying just for the listeners? Like what what was he saying about it? Well, I he was reacting to Lacey Green at the time and his whole um it was part of uh I think like like a much longer video. I, I, I heard maybe like a three to five minute clip, but basically uh, he ended up blaming the, the shooting on the fucking feminist system. I believe that's a quote there. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he, he basically was um kind of dragging Lacey into it and, and not, not so much her, but just like, yeah, the, the entire, uh, feminist system. And, and, uh, and he just, I mean, he was really unhinged in that. He, he rarely gets that kind of animated. I've heard him maybe like go off on, on Bernie Sanders of all people. And with, with, with that sort of like, I mean, he was really like, Oh, you know, just totally yeah. losing it. Um, and anyway, uh, you know, the reason why I'm bringing it up is that I, I just, I recall like, like hear, hearing that. And that was really like around the first time that, uh, I, I started hearing people discuss feminism in a, in a really negative light before that. A lot of people don't realize that, that, that before, um, people like Sargon and, and uh, Thunderfoot were kind of obsessed with it and uh, kind of uh, launching criticisms towards it, so many of which were, you know, worthwhile. Um, actually, the, the, the majority of the, the feminist discussion that was going on on YouTube was between feminists. Mm-hmm. There were, uh, like, uh, there were sex-positive feminists, and then there were more kind of, like, you know, kind of stereotype word, but, like, you know, feminazis, just, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the kinds that, that just really find um, rape culture and, like, uh, on the cover of Sports Illustrated issue, uh, swimsuit issues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, you know, somewhere around 2013, 2014, there started being more kind of a, I guess, a focus on both negative aspects of feminism and then also kind of um, just re- regressives in in general, like like uh, in, in terms of like Islam. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I think the uh, the thing that the interview with with Ben Affleck and Sam Harris on Bill Maher, that kind of was a big turning mm-hmm. point. And when, when the, initially when these when these uh, topics were were first kind of discussed, I, I thought it was a good thing because there are such you know I mean there are regressive left wing people out there who are reluctant to discuss Islam and Absolutely, kind of like yeah. the. Yeah, the the negative aspects of it, and there are definite, um, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to feminism, um, there are bad apples, and and maybe even like you know, there there are certain like you know things like the the, the wage gap. Okay, you know, there is oh actually a wage gap, but it was far lower than than they uh, than than many would claim, and and so these were all kind of uh, 
good, good things for skeptics to be discussing. But at the same time, I think that there, like, I always kind of noticed an undercurrent of misogyny there, but at least not 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 by everyone certainly, but by a certain amount of people who were discussing these things. And I think it was really around the time that the election cycle, the, the, the 2016 election cycle started getting into full swing, I noticed that people suddenly like were using the term regressive just as a blanket statement mm-hmm. to to uh, describe all progressives, you know, like uh, I mean, I personally, my politics are pretty in line with someone like Bernie Sanders, and I was kind of a, a little, I don't know, I, I was I was really put off when I started encountering that a lot, and. That just all kind of snowballed over the course of the uh, the the campaign. I, I think what it was is that just people just really didn't like Hillary Clinton, and I I'm with them on that. I I mean I totally think that she was the obvious better choice between her and and Trump. Right. Yes. But yeah. But I'm not a, a Hillary fan by any stretch of the imagination. I think that. You know, just there was a a big switch around that time. There were a fair amount of YouTubers who uh, were really genuinely right wing. And then there were a fair amount. And I think that probably way far more who just kind of realized, okay, if if I kind of espouse these right wing talking points, I can get some clicks mm-hmm. and um, yeah, there were, there were very few people who were really willing to kind of talk out against Trump before the, the election occurred. And um, that was pretty shocking because I don't know, in, in 2014 or no, I guess it was 2012 with Romney. I mean, it would, people were pretty united in the atheist like YouTube world and well I'd never imagine that it, there would be a split between a crazy right winger and the democrat candidate you know like I'd never ever imagine that in the atheist scene uh <clears throat> especially like prominent voices sure like maybe a few here and there but like what you're describing uh about the atheist scene and how like it all kind of started to shift around this trump time uh on youtube i noticed that definitely off of youtube as well um it's like there's a there's a certain number of people that were probably just exposed as right-wingers now because it's glaringly obvious if you won't speak out against the kind of stuff that trump is pushing that you're pretty much an apologist for the right and other people just realize that that's a way to get popular. Well, you know, you'd, you'd think that it would be obvious that people are apologists. But, you know, when it comes to a lot of YouTube personalities, uh, I mean, like, I, I see such crazy apologetics for people like Ruben uh, even though that, you know, Ruben has made claims that, like, he'd hold Trump's feet <laughs> to the fire. There's this strange form of right-wingery that's like, you don't want to admit it, and you want to be called a liberal, but you want to be, like, 
an apologist for Marine Le Pen or whatever. Strange. Yeah, I just, I, I really don't completely get it. I sometimes just wonder, like, what are they getting out of? I, I guess it's really just they're trying to appeal to as broad a base as they possibly can. And then also at the same time, maybe there's still, even though that they like constantly um, insult left wingers and whatnot, maybe there's still some sort of like, like cool factor that they to to, to being a, a left winger. Clearly, yeah, I think know? I think there there's a bunch of people that just don't want to be called right wing, no matter what, but they still want to be right wing. So that's where the term classical liberal comes in for people like Rubin. Um, and he's so he's so cringeworthy with that. Like, you know, he's got the last liberal as his Twitter header and he's got these terrible T-shirts, you know, basically saying classical liberal and the last liberal. Like, what kind of idiot wears that? Like, how insecure do you have to be to walk around wearing a shirt saying that you're some sort of liberal? Yeah, in, in, in like the Star Wars font. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's totally freaking cringeworthy. I mean, he just just in general, I, I don't even know what it, that guy is thinking these days, because like, like, did you did you see his interview with David Pakman? Um, I, I listened to it. Yeah. Well, he was he, squirming he, a lot, even though David was fairly gentle, I'd say. Yeah, well, he Dave is 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 a pro, and he's he's really mild mannered. But I think he just kind of like, I think he knows that if like, well, when he's not speaking to like his actual base, I think he knows that most people know that he's completely full of oh, shit. I mean, yeah. also, I mean, his AMA as well was just so just, I mean, he was dodging questions left and right. And I just really wonder why he even subjects himself to these things. <laughs> Maybe it's because he just kind of thinks like, well, I, you know, I need to put on a show to my uh, to, to my audience to, to, you know, make them think that I am willing to have this de- these debates with people. But it just, they go down so horribly. But he's also them. not willing, like, you know, Sam Sater and and someone else, I think, asked to be on the show. And, you know, I've said always that I'm happy to talk to him. Even when I had Sam yeah. Harris on, you know, Sam was like, well, you should really, you know, uh, hold Ruben's feet to the fire or something, something like that. And I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> he's blocked me, but I'd be happy to chat with him whenever. Nope. Yeah, I, I I think that um he on his show he's not gonna have anybody like you. He's not gonna have anybody like Sam Cedar or just 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 a real progressive who is is going to challenge him. Unless possibly, I mean, maybe if he got someone like like just someone like know. Obama, yeah, someone yeah, that would yeah, get yeah. him a lot of if, clicks. If, yeah, if if he had Obama or Bernie Sanders or someone like that, then yeah, he he he'd have them on in in a second, but um like I'm talking more kind of like in the in the public eye. I just really don't understand why he went through with that David pa- I mean, I guess maybe he thought that the David Pakman thing was going to be a little more gentle like the uh the, the questions were not going to be as abrasive he did actually there was 
What? How, how much more gentle can you get, though? Like, you got to at least ask Ruben about what he's been doing. Like, he's oh, a propagandist for the worst people around. Definitely, definitely. I, I mean, David, really, like you said, he kind of sanitized those questions to a certain degree to just make them, you know, just kind of uh, not, not not that hostile. But if you let he, – he went to his, his audience and asked them yeah. for those questions, and Dave certainly must have, have seen them. And Did you see that thread? That entire thread was filled with hundreds and hundreds of – criticisms of Dave Rubin. It was hilarious. And Dave was kind of sensitive about that on the interview with Pac-Man as well, saying, well, I don't usually, you know, ask my audience for questions. Yeah, that was a real backhanded insult. <laughs> it was pretty for, funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, he he's he's kind of a putz. And, and you know what? It's, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's actually gratifying. I think people are finally starting to catch on. I mean, there are some people who will d- d- never see it and will defend him to the end. But, but that's because they agree with what he's doing, right? Like, right. But, but there are a lot of people who, I, I mean, I've been pretty much complaining about that guy since close to day one. I mean, maybe the, like the first month or so. Yeah. I, I thought maybe he was going to be okay because he had like a, he had a, a, a little bit of a, of a balance and he had a, he had a, a good talk with Harris and whatnot. It, it wasn't too long before I just kind of like realized, okay, this guy is really not, not, not trying to like be, uh, you know, kind of like this, um, have this stimulating debate between both sides. He's really just here to be kind of a mouthpiece for the, the Uber right. Yeah. And it's appalling to me that there are people out there that don't see it still like people of influence, people that consider themselves liberal. It's just, I don't, I don't understand how you cannot see it at this point. He had on Katie Hopkins, this, British far right loony yep. who has like you know tweeted about the final solution yeah, in regards called, to Muslims and she's called migrants cockroaches, cockroaches. and yep. he just sat with her and said from what I've seen nothing I've heard is like overtly racist or bigoted and he tweeted about you know oh, she was so nice you know you just gotta get to know people instead of hear what people say about them like Oh my gosh. How can you like it's not about what people say about her. It's just look her up. He's really good at offering these really insincere like he basically tries his damnedest to polish turds. Uh you know, like he he will uh talk about people like um Richard Spencer and 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 kind of be and Richard Spencer of course is a white nationalist and and I think a white supremacist but he'll say things What's like What's the difference honestly like if you yeah. want a, a a country just for white people um that means that you are not willing to live with other people that means that you think you're better than them and they don't have a right to your country even if they've been born here that's white supremacy absolutely you know it's 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 just hilarious to me because there but to are, be so, so, to be fair it wasn't him that said it it was lauren southern that said it on his show and he just like didn't say anything so yeah i think the the, the lack of kind of um 
you know, pushback almost makes it seem as though he really like uh, agrees. And, and I think the setup was kind of like something to the effect of like, he's not as bad as, or maybe I'm, I'm not remembering that quite as well, but, but, um, but yeah, uh, what, what you were saying about like the, the whole white supremacy thing, uh, it's, to me, it's hilarious that, that people, cause I, I so often encounter people who, and, and these are people who sometimes, you know, they claim that they're not the least bit, on Richard Spencer's side, but yeah. they'll say, like he's he's not actually a white supremacist. And, and these people, if you were to like say to them, like, "Hey, um, you know, your the, the the school that your child goes to, we 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 want to segregate here." <laughs> And um, or hey, you know, at at, at your wor- at work, we're we're gonna we're gonna ha- start having um, you know, water fountains for black people and water fountains for Mexicans and water fountains for white people. I mean, they obviously, I think ninety nine percent of these people would be like, what what now? You know, like no. Um, but when it comes to um, you know, shipping people out of an entire country for some reason, people won't like own up to the fact that that is like inherently like white supremacist. Well, you know, these same people might well make excuses for the segregated fountains as well. They're like, they're not white supremacists; they're fountain segregationists. <laughs> like, imagine being that pedantic over Islamists. Yeah. Just imagine, like, he's not an Islamist. He's a caliphatist. He's a Shariaist. It's just so pathetic. And, you know, when people like Sargon will blame the fucking feminist system for creating a monster like Elliot Roger, imagine someone using that excuse for jihadis saying, oh, you know, these poor guys, they had no options left, and you push them that far, and you know what created, what kind of system creates this? It's like a fucking racist system. Like, you'd call those people regressive. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, to to give Sargon a, a modest level of credit, I mean, I think that that's kind of like the craziest that he's ever gotten. He performs the same function that somebody like Ruben does. He kind of like, he somehow represents sort of an intellectual wing of, of like the right. And um, wh- while not truly being intellectual you know i mean yeah. just it's it's kind of like these people are so hard up for you know a good representatives that they'll take people like him and, and then you know there are there are others like uh, stephen crowder and your alex joneses and people like that uh, those characters like people i think just kind of inherently know that they're kind of Silly, and they're not taken completely seriously. But people like Ruben and Sargon kind of give the uh, the the right like a a faux sense of intellectualism. It's that, funny because yeah. um, Ruben then champions people like you know Stephen Crowder and uh, Cernovich, or you know, and he called Cernovich and Paul Joseph Watson, you know members of the new center he called tommy robinson extremely moderate and then he repeated it again like talking with katie hopkins saying that you know he thinks that for the most part tommy robinson does make a distinction between muslims and islam 
when that's absolute bullshit. Like, Tommy barged into the Quilliam offices and harassed people. Tommy has talked of deporting every single Muslim male that came in as a migrant in the past 12 months or Muslim adult male. To say that he makes these distinctions is absurd. Yeah, you know, I think that people like like Sargon and and uh, Ruben, I, I think that they really just end up pushing the the whole they they, they push the Overton window like way to the right, and uh, it's it just really sucks because now we have uh, Trump for 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 like uh, you know as like a president, and I think maybe if I don't think Hillary would have made a, a great president, but. I, I think now that we that we have somebody like him in office, and I think compared we, to Trump, she'd be fantastic. There oh would yeah, be no she, fears be of war and you know, like sexual predator in the White House with the nuclear codes. It'd be a different plane of existence. But what's happened also is that you know there are legitimate criticisms of the left there are criticisms of islam that need to happen but because there is so much crazy hyperbolic nastiness coming from the right and the far right now about these topics you just you cannot even have a conversation about these topics anymore yeah it sucks because it's like uh, it's like on one hand, there are people who will say, "Hey, this." It, they'll use that not all um, point in order to kind of sidestep genuine criticism, in order not to kind of actually like delve into the sort of um, criticism that the, the Islam should be subject to. But then there are also oftentimes where. A lot of these right-wing reactionary people are being genuinely, um, you know, just hateful, yeah. and 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 where you know, saying, "Hey, not all that's that that is just a uh, that's the productive thing to do," you know, like you don't you don't want to like alienate moderate Muslims or you know people who could potentially be on your side. Yeah, I mean, strategically, I think it's the silliest. Uh way to go about this conversation is to alienate liberal progressive muslims and just say that you know muslims should should not be allowed as immigrants or ban them or whatever else crap people say you know being of muslim background i get so much of that hate um firsthand right i get the hate from muslim conservatives uh, for being an apostate. And then I get the hate from right-wing atheists, like far right-wing atheists that say things like, you know, we should nuke Muslims, we should nuke their children, they should forcefully sterilize me. So it's just, there's no way to have this conversation. It's getting harder and harder. And it sucks that people just see one side or the other. Some people want to be apologists for... Uh, everything Islamic, and some people want to hate on Muslims as a whole. You know, there's there's another whole uh, kind of can of worms with the with when it comes to t- Trump. You know, a lot of people think that Republicans in general are somehow better when it comes to um, dealing with immigration and and uh, like you know Islam in general but another whole aspect to the, um, the the debate that gets kind of lost 
is climate change. And mm. the, uh, you know, this is a, a point that a lot of um, people who are on the right, they, they ridicule people like Bill Nye. Um, I believe Gad Sad uh, gave Bill Nye like a, a, like a lot of shit for kind of bringing up um, the, the fact that climate change is eventually going to hit the Middle East region really, really hard. And, and the way that Gad Saad took it was that Bill Nye was saying something to the effect of climate change is, or, or rather terrorism, is the result of, of climate change. And it's just like this massive straw man. Mm. Yeah. So here's the thing. When people like Gad freak out about climate change or, you know, Bill Nye bringing it up, this is the thing that bothers me about a specific brand of atheism is the one that insists that terrorism is only, 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 only caused by, you know, Islamic scripture. And that is it. And there are no other factors to consider. To me, that's as simplistic as saying that, you know, terrorism has nothing to do with Islam. Because, I mean, come on, let's be real. It's a complex thing, and many things can inspire people to go that dark, dark route. Many things can contribute to that ideology. Among that could be, you know, a lack of support, feeling alienated from society, uh, being poor. I heard that ISIS pays people salaries, you know. So if you, if, you, if you struggle to feed your children, here comes this group that says, you know, we'll make sure they're taken care of. Just come work with us. You're more inclined to be, you know, wooed by them. You're more inclined to be recruited by them. And other things like just hateful propaganda, just realizing, you know, that a lot of these extremist Islamists, they love Trump because he makes their recruiting jobs so much easier. He crystallizes, he helps to make the case for the fact that the West hates Muslims. And that is like the easiest recruiting tool that they have. So yes, well, absolutely. Islam has a big factor there are scriptures that can inspire it but you know what i mean like muslims are like any other set of theists they're not like you know religious robots that'll just like just read this verse and automatically be inspired into jihad obviously there has to be a multiple set of things that goes into it first that create this toxic situation yeah people treat often treat uh islam like it's some sort of like crazy super virus you know yeah. that it, that 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 it just like you know will brainwash people into acting incredibly violent and i think pretty much all of the abrahamic religions have that you know potential i actually i i wanted to ask you specifically because you you're am i right you grew up Muslim or you? Yeah. 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 Um, In Saudi Arabia. Because I mean, I'll, I'll admit, like, you know, I mean, I, I'm far more familiar with, with the Bible than the Quran. I've, I've, I've read passages from the Quran, but, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I, I basically have like kind of a, a, a very like, you know, just, just not, not a, a very good, um, I, I just didn't grow up in the culture. And so, what is your take? Do you think that the uh, the religion is like inherently like like would you ever say that the Quran is objectively worse than the Bible? 
No, honestly, if you look at the scriptures, there's so much violence in the Bible, too. The only thing is that people just don't take it seriously anymore. And with Islam, people take it very seriously. So, like, whereas you have some crazy cults like the Westboro Baptist Church, uh, which aren't very large, we have a lot of equivalents of the Westboro Baptist Church. And the liberal, non-literalist Muslims are the minority. So the difference is the degree to which people adhere to the the religion. And uh, yeah, Muslim countries often govern with Islam in mind and... Islam does have a a legal framework that it offers. I mean, it gets more nitpicky. So it's like it came after, right? So it has built upon and plagiarized from already some pretty shitty texts. But it's had the opportunity to add more and add more and add more. So, you know, there are some real nitpicky things that maybe you won't find in the other scriptures, I mean, there's a there's a prayer for fucking going to the bathroom. Which foot goes in first, the right foot or the left foot? And then there's like a, you know, ablution ritual that you have to do five times a day. It's a bit OCD. Like, you know, I've t- I've heard from people that that are you know feeling like Islam has encouraged an OCD in them because you know you have to like before each prayer you have to wash your hands three times you have to wash your you know forearms then behind your ears and each time like each thing is like three times then you have to do like five prayers and each prayer has its own you know times you bend so it has a lot of these things that are like wow a lot of rigid rules there's actually in the um uh, the, the old testament there are some like pretty uh, like if you look at the um you know, the, the, the commandments and I'm, you know, there's way more than 10. There's like hundreds. Um, there, there are some like really strict rules on kind of like how to clean your meat properly. Oh, there are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, just there, I, I, there's some nitpicky things there too, but the, all those, those things mostly have just been kind of like, even like Hasidic Jews don't even, uh, adhere to a, a, a lot of those uh, these days. So, so, so there's a little bit of that, but I, I think it's probably like um, th- th- that's interesting about the, the uh, what, what you say about the OCD thing. I've also heard that like you know the the uh, I, I hope I don't sound kind of like uh, just somebody who's like really really. Um, you know, because I am kind of a neophyte when it comes to the Islam religion. But you know, when when you see uh, footage of of young kids in in um, mosques in the Middle East, they'll they'll often be like rocking as they're yeah. Uh, I've I've heard that that is something that kind of. Um, is is done or i mean i don't think that they do this knowingly but just the act of rocking back and forth kind of creates a hypnotic effect yeah and and uh, yeah that's really i don't know that's that there's something eerie about that definitely but but i mean that's not something that everyone does uh you know I, i assume that it's encouraged in more i don't know hardcore mosques or whatever but you know wherever i went 
to read the Quran when I was a kid. It was pretty lax. Like, the dude didn't care. He was, like, picking his nose half the time. We were doing cartwheels, and he wasn't watching. Someone would, like, pull his beard and run away. We'd have, like, a bag of, you know, Cheerios, and we'd just munch on those. So, you know, it's not like the—and this was in Saudi, so it's not—everything's not like the propaganda that you see sure. on TV. But that's what, you know— uh, many far writers would like you to believe. Like, I see this picture of, you know, these women in burqas, and this man has them, like, in these ankle chains, like slaves, literally, and he's, like, walking them. Like, I, <laughs> I've i never seen that before, like, in real life. Uh, earlier, you were talking about how radical Islamists love Trump. Um, you know, do, do you know who Paul Joseph Watson? From InfoWars? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's amazing to me that that dude has become sort of a one of the, the main people on the Internet kind of speaking out against Islam because of the fact that, you know, he for years was touting the these 9-11 conspiracy. Yeah, theories. yeah. It's absurd. What? It's so it, strange what's happening. These shifts and these alliances like atheists. You know, he should just have his right to discuss Islam revoked completely because <laughs> don't, don't say that people will well, say you're no, 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 I, I evil know, I, leftist. Uh, right, right. Free speech. Uh, yeah. No. Um, I, well, what all I mean is that, you know, I mean, these these 9-11 conspiracy theories have been used to help recruit uh, terrorists. As a matter of fact, I, I'm I'm trying to remember who the guest was, but there was a a podcast that that um, Sam Harris did recently, where he was talking with uh, a writer, and and they were discussing just that, just how instrumental the 9/11 conspiracy theories were to uh, recruiting terrorists for. For many years, and I and I assume still today, and and I, I'm I'm sure that they used Alex Jones propaganda because I mean what like that that's a pretty convincing tool to say like hey look even in America they you know there are these people who know that 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 they orchestrated this whole thing and it gives them like this victim narrative you know like uh, yeah that they, well I, they love conspiracy yeah. theories in that part of the world they do like in the middle east and in pakistan like everything is a conspiracy every single thing because people do not want to admit faults and honestly this is why you know i used to really appreciate the uh, self-reflection and liberal values in the west like you know there's like comedians with entire careers that just like laugh at their own culture in the states like you know john stewart or whatever which is great and i think that's really what pushes a society forward is reflecting on your own flaws and demanding better and better from people but in pakistan in saudi you nobody wants self-criticism you know if someone like malala you know malala the girl who got shot in the head by the yeah. taliban uh, you know, is simply just sharing her story. They call her a Western puppet. They say that her uh, shooting was uh, something that her dad took money for, and they shot her in a specific way where, in the head where they knew she would survive and only get a little facial damage. And just such stupid shit. 
everything has to be a conspiracy because we cannot admit that, oh, you know what, maybe there is a religious extremism problem where little girls are getting shot for wanting an education. You know, it, it, it's... And now this is happening here. Now with the fake news shit and, uh, you know, yeah. the Soros conspiracies and, uh, you know, Pizzagate crap... This is what's happening. Nobody on that side wants to acknowledge that, that things are pretty messed up right now. Yeah, and that's really kind of, I mean, the, the whole fake news phenomenon and uh, just the, the way that the Trump feeds into that. I mean, to me, that's really kind of, at the end of the day, what I fear the most and, and what, why I get as as angry as as I do at at people like Ruben, like Sargon, and and uh, similar folks, because you know they they do kind of feed into this whole kind of CNN is fake mm-hmm. news, and and don't get me wrong, CNN. I mean, there's there's tons. They're not perfect, of, sure. Yeah, they're they're not. Perfect. But Ruben tries I mean, to make it like you know Breitbart or Infowars are pretty much the equivalent. Ruben will will freaking he will literally say that he will not watch CNN because of Reza Aslan and fine Reza Aslan like there there's certainly uh, things about him that that kind of suck but I mean okay so you won't watch CNN because of this one guy but then you, all of info where you'll have a conversation you'll sit down and have a friendly chat with Alex Jones oh yeah and let and- me correct myself I just said that he thinks they're pretty much equal no 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 actually he thinks CNN and mainstream media are fake news but Infowars is a necessary space for Infowars so yeah he thinks they're better I mean, like, honestly, it's it's just it's craziness because pe- people like this, uh, you know, they they are referred to as skeptics. Uh, Sargon is going to be going to a uh, a something called Mythicon, uh-huh. uh, and um, both. Uh, I think both- my friend uh, Thomas Smith is uh, going on there too, and will be chatting with Sargon. From yes, he's, he's he's the guy who does the in serious inquiries only. That's podcast, right. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, that guy's awesome. He's great. Um, yeah, he was my previous guest just before you. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I I really I I, I dig his stuff. But honestly, like it's um, it's just absurd that someone like like those guys are kind of you know because they do they they I mean like. So Sargon hasn't gone like full Pizzagate, but he kind of has dog whistled. Hasn't he either. said like it's not uh, not plausible? It's just there isn't enough evidence. Same with Ruben. He kind of will like, hmm. We just need more evidence for this, but they won't say this is insane. Yeah, yeah, and it and it is like patently absurd. I you saw a creationist cat. Uh, video about the you know the downgrade of the skeptic community which was pretty spot on I thought because you know some of the skeptics that were identified in the video that you were critiquing by computing forever I believe some channel called computing forever some of them were like like you know this libtard America woman who's completely completely unhinged she's like advocated for beating women and stuff she thinks that it's sad that uh, there are 
you know, blonde, blue-eyed German women with Arab-looking men. I have heard so many people try and uh, try, try and defend this woman as not being racist. Listen to this tweet right here. She said, "Black people have the exact opposite reaction to weird voodoo rituals that they do to magic tricks." This will help. What does that even mean? <laughs> well, well, but but then she said, "This will help out Trump." Hashtag spirit cooking. So I, I mean, I think she's saying that black people are really superstitious, and so uh, I don't even, I don't even know. But but I cannot read that in any other way than this girl, this crazy woman is is super racist and just thinks that black people are idiots. Right, and also super misogynist and entertains the Jewish question. And, of course, is a great ally of Rubens. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, someone like her, I I bet if you talk to her or, you know, if, if she was asked, like, she would not consider herself a skeptic. But still, there are all, like, there are all these people who are kind of are thrown into that, uh, you know, into that group who will hang out with someone like this, who who will go on places like Red, Red Ice Radio. Which is and, what, a Nazi podcast, right? More or less, yeah. They 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 are Nazis. I mean, an apologist would say that they're just like you know white identitarians, but <laughs> no, they're yeah they're they're Nazis. So they, you see, this anti PC culture has sort of backpedaled into a reverse PC culture where we have to tiptoe around Nazis and white supremacists instead of, you know, trying to be careful not to be racist. We have to try and be careful uh, to not out anyone as racist. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just kind of, I really don't pay much respect to that, you know, I mean, to to people who uh, I, I don't call like I wouldn't call someone like Libtard America a full on Nazi. No, or but she's a like racist, that. maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, she's she's totally racist. And and, you know, just there's just it, 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 her presence and many like her just enable racism in general. I mean, like they, they put a friendly face on it and it's like years ago someone like her would not have a place in kind of like the public square like years ago people yeah. like like uh you know like like Lauren Southern she's invited on to Fox and Friends and she, I mean maybe she hasn't been on Fox and Friends but she has been on Fox she's been on like the Greg Gutfeld show and stuff like that and years ago I don't think that that would really even even though that Fox has always kind of had uh you know kind of a a, a little bit of a, a a grand grandpa racist kind of vibe to it um like they they still wouldn't uh, they, they wouldn't have people like David Duke and shit on 
And uh, now they're starting to have people who are sort of in that vein. Well, and who do we thank for a lot of this shift, especially within the scenes? This is the business of Dave Rubin and Gad Sad, is to invite these people on and present them as perfectly normal and then call people who have an issue with them uh, either triggered or regressive. Yeah, and they also like to say, like, well, you know, they're, they're, let them just uh, put their ideas out there. And in the marketplace of ideas, the, you know, the best ideas will win. And we know for a fact that that's not the case. If well, that was- yeah, if, if this Jewish question is still fucking being asked after Hitler. Yeah. Clearly. We have tons of people who don't believe that man-made global warming is is really a thing. And there's just... Religion is really big. Come on. Yeah, that too. That too. (laughs) Um, So it's just really absurd that that people... I I mean, my way of dealing with this phenomena is just... I I like it to be shamed, ridiculed... (laughs) Well, yeah, you know? and this is the thing. These are the same people that will say, you know, mock uh, stupid ideas, but they will be so defensive of anyone ridiculing, uh, you know, Richard Spencer or Lauren Southern or, you know. I just saw Tom Bloke was posting something about some conference, American Renaissance conference, and he called it like a Nazi conference Uh and someone was actually arguing in the comments under it that it was merely a a white supremacist conference and don't call everyone a nazi like and he's like well why and the person was like well why do you think it's a nazi conference and he's like well because uh, a few of these people really like hitler and they agree with hitler and then they're like oh okay but not all of them <laughs> so I mean, imagine being the the person that's arguing to not call this a Nazi conference because not everyone there is an anti-Semitic flavor of white supremacist or overtly anti-Semitic, but many many are. It's just it's so foolish to think that any of these people who are are. You know, kind of fall into these categories of what have you, white identitarians, white nationalists. But I mean, 20, 30 years ago, they would have. I mean, maybe I'm speaking in too broad a generalization here, but a great deal of these people would just be in the KKKK or some other, you know, kind of. Um, Hate, hate group that it, it's just the like like just being outwardly hateful. It, people have finally gotten to the point that uh, that they can't get away with that. So they're just dressing it up yeah. in in a, you know in, in in a different way, and and people are acting as though these people are bringing like new ideas to the table, and they're not. It's the same old crap. It's 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 really just uh, you, you know actually um, Richard Coughlin I don't know if you know who that is but he's a really excellent YouTuber and he has a a really great video called I've got Chrislamic ray guns where he's, <laughs> he he was he was talking about Chris Reagan who is a uh, a YouTuber who I actually think. Um, 
I mean, I often kind of disagree with a lot of the things that he has to say, but I think he's very talented. I think he's a funny guy, but he happens I've literally to, seen nothing by him, so I can't yeah. comment I, on that. I I think he's a funny guy. I mean, he kind of has a like a really great spontaneous vibe, and he's he, pretty anti SJW from what I gather. Incre- he's incredibly anti SJW, and don't get me wrong. Like I said, there's there, there's a a good deal that I've disagreed with him, and I've I've kind of gotten on his case a little bit about. But he did, and when actually, this is one thing that I also got on his case about. He, he, without I, I think without realizing it, he kind of quoted some um, white nationalist talking points. Uh, like the, he, he said something like, you know, I do think it's kind of weird that the West, that the Europe and America is expected to. Uh, bring in Im- immigrants, but yet uh, Japan. Is, oh dear! Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's literally there. There is a like uh, a, a song. Have you have you heard this horrible uh, song? It's like a like a Euro trashy disco song, and um, the, the the chorus is like anti racist is anti white. Uh, so something like that. <laughs> I know. I it, that. It, 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 it's, it's hysterically horrible. Anyhow. Uh, I saw that you did a Jordan Peterson, R.E.M., Everybody Hurts mashup of the yeah. clip where he cries about, um, I don't know, a loss of faith and something I don't even know what I, I tried listening to what he had yeah. to say like yeah. four, four times in a row. I think my brain just kind of shuts off when 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 he's talking. Yeah. Uh, like he, he he uses just this all this flowery language and there's so little substance inside what he actually says. And uh, people fawn over it as if it's like the most brilliant thing ever. It's honestly but, hard to decipher what he means. And yeah, it, it just sounds like a bunch of garbage. I tried to listen to that episode a few times and you can't really, I couldn't really make much sense of it. I mean, did you, I'm sure you listened to Sam Harris and, and the first one after yeah. that, I couldn't, I couldn't, yeah. the truth. I mean, again, I couldn't make much sense of what the hell he was saying. So, I mean, he couldn't, he could not define a word like truth. And that was all sort of coming from this pro-religion bias where he ultimately wanted to frame it in a way that, oh, if you admit that truth is something that, I don't know, something that benefits society, then he'll, he'll make Sam Harris admit that religion is true. Or I don't know what he was getting at, but it was I just, garbage. I really think that most people are clueless as to what he's talking about. Even his most, like, you know, <laughs> our, our ardent fans, I, I think, really just, like, listen to him and they're just like, whoa, that's, that, that just blows. I, I actually, one time in his uh, comment section, someone said something to the effect of, like, I have no idea what you just said, but I know it was brilliant. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I think that that's really 90% of his his audience that's kind of like they really are not getting what 
he's saying. And the, that that whole the, the video that you're talking about, um, you know, uh, some people kind of I, I think found it a, a little insensitive because yeah. he does in in the video he does break down and cry. And normally I I wouldn't kind of be that uh, sort of. Um, I don't know, just that that sort of insensitive, or, or but with someone like him, I mean, first of all, there's there, there's a few reasons why why I made that. One is that this is a man who seems so in love with everything he says and does. Uh, if you if you look on his Twitter, you'll, you'll see all of these Photoshop pictures of himself, and I don't know if he makes them himself. Yeah, his stupid quote memes that are like nonsense again. Yeah, and and they're pictures of himself. Like, <laughs> what? Uh, Gad Sad does that too, I think. Oh yeah, and there's a and, a couple of atheists that do that. Michael Sherlock does that too. Like, it's uh, so cringe. It's incredibly cringe. I mean, it's just like, uh, come. I mean, it's like po- posting pictures of yourself all over <laughs> your wall. It's, it's. It, I mean, I mean, that's kind of literally what it is. And um, you know, so I, 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 I see him as this person who just uh, thinks that he is uh, insanely brilliant, and and yet at the same time he. Rarely makes sense, and on top of that, he just—he is sort of a cruel guy himself. I mean, uh, the all, all of the nonsense that he spreads about C sixteen. I don't know if all of your your uh, listeners are familiar. Yeah, but Bill C sixteen, the the bill that uh, Peterson misrepresents as you know, if someone gets. If someone tries to identify as a nine-digit number that's constantly changing every week, even if you forget one number in that and you mislabel them, then the police is coming for you. It's not true. Yeah, it's basically uh, just he's arguing against a a piece of legislation that will uh, really benefit a lot of people with a slippery slope argument. And, um, you know, that, that just, I mean, it, it, it just sucks. It sucks that he's making money doing that. And, and so I, it's just very, very difficult for me to have much, um, much respect for him and, and much sympathy for him. Well, what, here's what I heard. Like some people were saying about that clip of yours that um, it was insensitive because he's talked about struggling with depression or, I don't know, mental health issues before. But had he been, you know, talking about that and say, or having a bad day and started crying, then, you know, I would, I would agree. But I think he was saying something about, you know, something ridiculous, like, atheism or you know losing faith in religion or something and that that kind of nonsense was making him cry that is laughable to me i didn't didn't really feel too sad and there were many people who when it came out on new year's eve many many people laughed about that uh some big name ex-muslims too you know finally i was like wow there are people acknowledging that this guy is an idiot and it's about time 
And his whole career is based on, hey, lefties, toughen up. You know, you don't like a certain kind of speech. You got to learn to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, if he has some sort of, uh, gosh, some issues with with like mental illness, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's just like if you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to be so ruthlessly cruel to a lot of people and just kind of expect people to like suck it up and 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 you know and and treat people like they're crybabies well i'm sorry when you're a crybaby and you're not making any sense i'm going to find humor in that right Uh, it's like if your whole shtick is telling people to toughen up to not be so emotional if it's bashing the left for being overly sensitive then you go ahead and cry about atheism or whatever the hell he was crying about I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh at that and just because at some point he's talked about having you know some point whatever else he's talked about having depression doesn't really you know how imagine if a left left-leaning person did that kind of thing I mean tried to get themselves off the hook just by saying oh well you know two years ago I struggled with depression so please never laugh about me being ridiculous or something like that they would get skewered you know, there was a person who was like, I don't know, bent over screaming about Trump winning. And I thought that was a bit over too, over the top, too. And they uh, were clearly on the left. You, you, you're talking about the, uh, the no yeah, yeah. girl. Yeah. 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 yeah that That's hysterical. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I generally I kind of feel you know like i i was there with yeah, her. yeah 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 like, like in, in 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 like my my heart I, I was kind of like oh my god this is this is a a catastrophe but she just i mean that was like the most memeable thing ever yeah so so yeah i mean like i, I think what you said about uh, the peterson thing is totally true but more than anything i just got the sense that as he was crying he was crying because he was just like Oh my God, what I've written here is just the most <laughs> profound, amazing thing. Sure, yeah. And, 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 uh, and so I, uh, that, that's how it, it, it read to me. Like, he cried at it, the beauty of his own essay, for sure. That was a part of it. <laughs> and, yeah. And he is just, man, I mean, again, like he's he's another one of these people who if he was, you know, if if he had the same level of craziness and the same level, you know, the same lack of of um, comprehensibility and, and, and he was as to the left as he is to the right, no one would have anything to do with him. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like he he would not have like a place in the in, in the conversation. But because he certainly fact, wouldn't be making fifty five thousand dollars a month. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Definitely not. I mean, yeah. it's it, it, like the, the, the people on the left who are making like fifty five thousand or more, uh, you know, like the, it's like Chapo Trap House. Mm. And and they're hilarious, you know, and, and they make sense. They make fucking goddamn sense. I'm sorry. Maybe. At least, at least yeah. you can make out what their sentences mean. I bet. Yeah. I mean, I haven't listened to much of them, just like one or two episodes. But yes, you can put together what their sentences mean. Jordan Peterson, not so much. Um, it's like this, like, um, you know, when white supremacists go on about how ugly, you know, people of color are or how they should never, you know, 
have children with these ugly women of color or never date an Indian woman because Indians are ugly. Then, you know, I think Tom Bloke put a bunch of screenshots together of all of these different people saying these horrible racist things, but then like their faces and they are not attractive. Now, normally, absolutely. I'd say it's, it's wrong to make fun of somebody's appearance but when their thing is to make fun of people's appearance and then they are not that great looking, then I think it's fair game. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, an, an, another thing that makes me think of is just kind of um, how the anti-SJWs, uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, um, they are so adamantly against identity politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet so many of them are totally cool with all of this, you know, discussion of how oppressed white people are these mm-hmm. days. And just it, there's just tons of double Everything standards. is about like, oh, but he's a gay Jew. He's not, you know, right wing or he's not part of the alt right. He's a gay Jew or, you know, let's have this black conservative gun-loving woman on and you're using her identity too i'm sorry like how did yeah ruben describe tommy sotomayor like a black guy challenging stereotypes yes you know how he challenges stereotypes by being a racist and blaming black people for slavery absolutely nobody's gonna think that a black guy can be like that so that that he he challenges it's insane that he had Tommy Robinson on. Tommy Robinson. Tommy Sotomayor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. He Got also Tom's. had Tommy Robinson on, but yeah. Um. Yeah, no. I, well, Tommy Robinson is a little more understandable. Tommy Sotomayor, I mean, it's just if you really dig through some of the things that he has, has said and done, it's just like, whoa. And, and I know, same thing with, with Tommy Robinson, but just... I don't know, Sotomayor just, I mean, he he went on uh, David Duke's podcast and just, it's just craziness. Jordan Peterson is is uh, definitely like, he's, if there's any like example of uh, just how desperate people are for right-wing intellectuals, uh, I, I think he's, he's it because just... There's just no there there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. He's a good marker for what the hell is wrong with the atheist scene as well. I don't know if you read my piece on him. I did. I did. And uh, yeah, it's it's really crazy that people uh, you know, who are atheists are making like bedfellows with a guy like that who just, you know, he's pretty like weird with with like the christian stuff yeah and he hated like you know atheists having an ad on a bus like he couldn't grant them that freedom of expression uh but you know he's being oppressed by you know non-binary pronouns or whatever i think he's he said something to the effect of like casual sex is state tyranny he said, could casual sex necessitate state tyranny? It, 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 just asking the question kind of like makes it sound like he, he thinks it, it, yeah, it does. Yeah, because what the hell? What the hell does that mean? What kind of state tyranny? What does, what? 
did did you did you quote also like uh, I saw like I have uh, okay here it is porn suboptimal career strategy for women <laughs> sub suboptimal mating strategy <laughs> for men no finger wagging but it's a low <laughs> occupation for both yet that is finger wagging I mean he gets so uh, sensitive about people kind of. Um, you know, supposedly judging him for being anti-trans, not, I mean, do you think he's anti-trans? He would say no. Yeah. I mean, like he's always said that he's happy to use he and she to people that, you know, would appear to be a he or she to, to him, but it's the other ones that he's not. So he would argue he's not, but I think that, Overall, if you look at all the crap he's saying and the fuss he's created over Bill C-16, yeah, it would appear that he is. You know, I, I, I know that this is a little bit of a non sequitur, but I think that the, the, the whole skeptic community is just dead now. It's just it's just dead. People like Michael Shermer, who still to a certain <sighs> Yeah, he's he's kind of gotten a little disappointing these days. He recommends Stefan Molyneux as the finest podcaster for reason. That's insane. That is really insane. I, I really, truly hope that he knew very little about uh, he well, somehow. if you know some little about someone, then why the hell are you promoting and recommending them without knowing enough about them? Uh, for pu- your own publicity? I mean, I, well, isn't that the complaint about like Linda Sarsour and the Women's March? I mean, oh, yeah, no, look, so- <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm definitely not uh, defending that. No, 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 like, I know, really, but. but- uh, I mean, I'm kind of trying to be like, uh, you know, because the thing is, is that the guy, the dude has done some really great things over the course of his his career as, as a, uh, you know, uh, uh, skeptic. But now these days, I mean, but now he thinks all- like Infowars like Stefan is, you know, <laughs> a rational guy. Yeah, and he also, I don't think he personally wrote it, but, you know, he has a magazine called Skeptic Magazine, and they recently wrote a, a pretty glowing review oh, yes. of Milo's, of Milo's yes. book. So, and okay. that whole penis hoax thing was just embarrassing. Oh, right. They, yep, yep. They, they were a part of that, too. So, yeah, so, it's just done. There's not, I don't know what's happened. But they became yeah. so anti-left at some point that they they got lost in their own biases, and there's no skepticism anymore. It's just about being anti-left. Yeah, it it really just there's no more genuine skeptic heroes out there. I mean, I, I suppose that maybe like you could point to people like the MythBusters. Uh, you can point to maybe Penn and Teller still to a certain degree, although they're not really like uh, they they don't have any any shows right now, or you know they're not they're not really doing anything to kind of um, represent skepticism well. So 
Well, yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about your, you know, apostate apostasy, like your apostasy from the from the skeptic scene and the kind of blowback you might have been receiving. I know I relate with you sort of on that because I'm kind of yeah. not towing the uh, ex-Muslim line, not saying the ex-Muslim talking points and, you know, not engaging solely in conversation bashing Islam. Um, so, you know, I've received, uh, you know, a lot of shit for it. I've been targeted with smear campaigns and someone tried to hack into my Twitter and, uh, it's been pretty crazy. I'm basically being told the message loud and clear is not to criticize a fellow atheist. You're not allowed to say anything about Ruben or Gad, so... Yeah, um, you know, I've kind of gotten increasingly more and more blowback. So, yeah, it's it, you know, it's it's been really interesting because when I first started doing CC or helping CC out, I basically was pretty non-confrontational and I was sort of known as 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 being someone who who uh, you know, just you, you wouldn't think would be someone who'd come out and like challenge people on their their bull- bullshit at least at least not people who were inside the actual skeptic community or this you know this this community of uh, atheists mm-hmm. um, but uh, you know within it was really towards the end of the election cycle that I started having like enough of of what was going on. I mean, I, I had kind of here and there brought up like like a uh, had had problems with like a few people and there was a, a little bit of of blowback for it. But the combination of speaking out against Trump in CC videos and then also kind of taking on certain YouTubers who I felt were really hypocritical or, you know, they, they were very willing to point out lots of problems with uh, Hillary, but they would not point out the, the, the same problems, which were often much worse with Trump. I could not figure out for the life of me how people who claimed to be skeptics were not at least calling out like Trump's rampant science denial and and things of that sort. Yeah, I think the election was really telling and exposed a lot of people's hypocrisy, eh? Like and, that's really uh, when I started to get off the skeptic train big time as well. Yeah, and and also, I mean, a lot of these uh, a, lo- a lot of skeptics were bringing in the alt-right increasingly yeah. more and more. And I guess, you know, both, both through CC and on Twitter, I just kind of bitch about it. And there are definitely, you know, just there there is a total price that you pay for kind of it, – it, it's funny because this is the thing, okay? For, for years, CC would go after acceptable targets. It, I mean, at least acceptable to this, uh, you know, to the commu- quote unquote community. Right, right. 
um, you know, uh, everyone from like radical Islamists to young earth creationists and, um, and, and like wacko conspiracy theorists, all of that was acceptable, but, but now we've embraced some wacko conspiracy theorists. Oh yeah, no, no, totally, uh, totally. You know, it's, it, uh, there, there are people who at one time, People like were like Stephen Crowder is someone that people often would make videos against, and and now barely anyone yeah. will like. I mean, I, I, here and there you get a little bit of it, but um, like he used to be hated, and um, and and so I, in my in my mind, like, why the fuck is someone like Stephen Crowder being embraced? Why the fuck is someone like um, Cernovich? Like Cernovich, Paul Joseph Watson, all of these people who are just they they represent you know okay like if you're purely just here for the politics then fine okay but if you call yourself a skeptic and you think that it's okay to kind of break bread with these people to, to not just break bread but to to, to, to like venerate, yeah doors venerate these people it's it's just craziness and and it's like well even uh, if you're just here for the politics then please stop calling yourself liberal at the very yeah. least yeah absolutely and and see, like to me, uh, I mean, I, I just I, I, the way that I look at things, I, I kind of see well, one of the reasons why I, I talk about Christianity as much as I do with with CC is because I just in in general, like you know, I'm tr- I'm trying to slay the bullshit monster. There's there's all of this like all these myths and mis- misconceptions out there. And I, you know, skepticism is supposed to be a tool to kind of cut through all of that. But now, I, you know, I was in this position where I noticed that there were all of these skeptics who were kind of supposed skeptics. I wouldn't really call them skeptics who were just muddying the conversation mm-hmm. by bringing all these other like bullshit artists into the fold and yeah, once I really started kind of saying like, hey, you know, this claim is total BS or, you know, like, why is is uh, this person getting included in the in the mix? I, I was really kind of chastised for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and, and I don't know. I, I mean, to tell you the truth, there's still a lot of CC fans. But once someone with like a huge following makes a video about you and kind of like Sargon made a video saying that I was a uh, a, a, dra- a lazy drama whore and an- another YouTuber made a video um, uh, like basically saying that I was an SJW. I'm not crazy about that term. Like, well, I- it's just like a term used to tar anyone that's not on the right. Yeah, exactly. Basically, there are a lot of YouTubers who uh, just that I used to be friends with that just want to have nothing to do with me. And I don't know. It's, it's, well, I uh, think like politics is changing. The scene is changing. So, you know, you find yourself at a crossroads and I guess you're taking a different path. So that's going to be a bit of a tough transition point for me, too. I feel like I have to find my bearings all over again because 
I don't know what's happening with all the people that I respected, the movements that I, you know, really was proud to be a part of. But I think ultimately it's probably best that these these changes eventually do happen. Like we we do go our separate ways because I think that an alliance on something as um something as weak is just you know, having left Islam or something as, you know, weak as having left religion or just being an atheist, that doesn't really, that doesn't really necessarily mean there's a bond there or that you share any values or that you share any politics. I actually find myself uh, more appreciative of theists with liberal politics than I do of atheists with right-wing politics. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, atheism shouldn't be uh, an indicator of whether or not somebody is like intelligent or, yeah, yeah. you know, um, but being a skeptic used to mean something. I mean, it, it used certainly to be, did. Yeah. And, and now it just doesn't mean Dick these days. Like it, it if you profess to be a, a, a skeptic, I mean, it's like basically anything goes and it's, it, it just doesn't have the, the, the same connotation that it once did. Yeah, it's not like a evidence-based movement. It's more like you're skeptical of facts and news, and that's what you're a skeptic of. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not skepticism in like kind of the uh, the the way that it it kind of came to be known in its golden age. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and yeah, it's just really, it's, it's too bad because it's like, we need, we need that more than ever right now. Well, I hope that out of this, some people can get together and create a a solid liberal, actually liberal, um, movement, you know, that is distinct from this right-wing apologetics that we see, because I certainly don't want any part of that. I think that there's more of a, of a hunger for it than there there has been for a while, and I think that it's uh, sort of encouraging that uh, channels like Sean and Jen. I'm not sure if you're familiar. Yeah, with, yeah, and yeah, ContraPoints, and uh, maybe even H Bomber guy. There's there, there's there's a few others that kind of are kind of starting to yeah. Catch that gives on. me hope. And, um, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I, CC is, uh, a comedy channel. There's, there, there's, you know, there's facts kind of embedded in, in the, uh, you know, the material, but I, I think I'm going to start making videos my, myself on my own and hopefully I can kind of contribute to some of that. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, but um, yeah, in general, I just think that the majority of the, the skeptic community has just—it's like put a fork in it; it's done. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree there. <laughs> even uh, you know, uh, Thunderfoot recently kind of said, "Like, okay, guys, I'm done." You know who Thunderfoot is, right? I, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he—he. He, I'm not he, very like down with the YouTube personalities, so. 
Right. Yeah. (laughs) This is a very YouTube-centric episode. I I know a lot of the people that you're talking about, but not well enough to comment on their content. But I hope that my audience, there are some people familiar with the YouTubers that we've discussed. Uh, You know, Thunderfoot is is, is an interesting kind of um, person because he's someone who, um, you know, he started out debunking young earth creationists and he was really great back then and then um around the time that gamergate got big he 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 actually was probably the the first huge anti-feminist youtuber Mm. and and uh there were a lot of videos that he made that i was totally not on board with he really seemed like he had it out for feminists in general rather than like was just trying to debunk bad arguments. Mm-hmm. That and seems to be a common theme, eh? That That's like the starting point for a lot of the, the devolving of the scene is anti-feminism. Yeah, but but the interesting thing that happened with, with Thunderfoot recently is that um, his original audience who used to fawn over him like a lot of them hate him now they they think that he's like a kind of like a, a left-wing cuck and ah. <laughs> yeah and and sounds he, familiar he, he basically it's it's a little bit of like you know he created a, a monster sort of a thing like yeah. he all of a sudden he like woke up and he was like my god like that these are my fans <laughs> well good at least he had the decency to realize that other than, yeah. uh, unlike a lot of people right but yeah anyways on that note let's uh let's wrap things up i wanted to say thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me it's been very enlightening to hear about the ins and outs of the youtube atheist scene and sounds like there's some hope there and things are improving so good luck with uh, you know doing stuff on your own and i'm looking forward to seeing those videos thanks thanks a lot for having me on Yeah, well, you take care, and uh, we'll keep in touch. For sure. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Polite Conversations. You can support this podcast by sharing the shit out of it, making some noise about it, or contributing via Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash nice mangoes. No Ian mangoes. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at nice mangoes. If you want to make a one-time donation instead of a monthly Patreon one, you can do so via PayPal, nicemangos.blog at gmail.com. Remember, no E in mangoes. If you've got an interesting story and would potentially like to be a guest, you can email me there too. A special thanks to Dylan Beck for theme music, sound, and production help.